Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Welcome to season five, episode seven of the Kevin and Philip Project. We uh, we got a lot to, to unpack on this one. Well, welcome uh, home from Mexico. Yeah, you once, left. I, I saw your traveling. Facebook post. If you guys follow Kevin on Facebook, you saw him leave the beautiful sunshine of Mexico <laughs> on Monday morning, was it uh, or Sunday morning? It would no, it was Saturday. Okay, Saturday morning. Yeah. Left the beautiful sunshine, and his drive home from the airport was snow covered drive. Yeah. So we, that, that, we showed that, up in Wichita in shorts and a t-shirt yep. with six inches of snow on the ground below freezing, and then it took us a little over two hours to get home. So we so made it's it. new Thanksgiving um, tradition for I you? Might or be. What? I think so. I think Who so. Who all went? Just the three of us. Just the three. Yep, right. just the three of us. We. It's uh, not a bad um, way to do it. You know, it's really interesting uh, celebrating Thanksgiving in a country that doesn't know what Thanksgiving is. Right. Um, you didn't get turkey so, then. And and the resort we were at, there was not a lot of Americans there, huh. so uh, I, I spent a lot of time that day and the next day explaining to some people what Thanksgiving was and about the pilgrims and coming over on the Mayflower. They just no idea. Well, so, for them, most other countries didn't have that to correct. make themselves correct. Yeah, yeah. So so I had a, a so that's when you guys came over and started pilgrim pilgrimaging everything <laughs> yeah, or whatever you get the yeah, word is. Yeah, we took we took it so. Um, a couple of things that were interesting on this Pillaging. trip, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into some other things. But I had a lovely couple of run-ins with TSA on this trip, both going there and coming back. Um, so going there in Wichita, they, <laughs> they said there was something sharp in my bag, so she needed to search it. So she took my suitcase, opens it up, First thing she does is I had a Yeti cup in there, yeah. and it was stuffed with some liquid IVs and some bags and stuff. So she starts taking everything out of that cup. And I looked at Morgan. I go, oh, my God, we're going to be here forever if she's going to go through everything like this. And she kind of rolled her eyes at me. And then she puts the stuff back in the cup, closes my suitcase, and hands it to me. Done. Duh. I don't even know what the point Didn't of that was. Didn't even find the sharp object? No, there wasn't one. But uh, You know, then, TSA, and I, I see to a point its purpose right but literally go through a day as a tsa agent what do you truly st how many times a day a month or a year do you actually find something that is going to be any problem whatsoever right i mean i've seen them harass old people to the point of it's just embarrassment that uh Little kids, when I remember one time when Annabelle was little, they tore apart one of her dolls. Uh, she had a uh, the old Catherine, Car you remember Caroline? And I don't know if your kids no. ever did that. But <laughs> Caroline used to travel with us everywhere we want. Well, they basically tore Caroline in half. Uh, and she was six or seven, something like that. So some of the things that they do, they're another layer of ridiculous government redundancy that just is, yeah. thanks to 9-11, it took a hold. And you can never get rid of it. And I feel like it's now with the screening abilities that we have just walking through machines, 
you don't need eighty people standing yeah. in the Wichita you airport. You wouldn't think. It's just a. It's just the bloat of our government. And I guess I can. I could probably spend a eight op, <laughs> yeah. uh, episodes on that yeah. topic. But they do drive you nuts. But anyway, next, next. Sorry. No, you're fine. So then on the way home, we're going through. We had to go through customs, and you got to go back through security again in Dallas um, before you get to the gates. And so we're going through security. And my bag gets pulled, my backpack gets pulled to the side. And, and uh, he doesn't say anything to me about why. He just puts it in a case or in a, in a tote. But there's like five of them in front of me. Yeah. And so I got to stand there and wait. He comes over slowly, grabs the one, walks over. Whose is this? The lady comes up there. He goes through it, whatever. So I have to wait forever until he finally gets to my suitcase or my bag. Then he, he brings my bag over. I go over there and he goes, is this yours? I said, yeah. And he and he pulls the image up so he can pull the image up on the, on the TV screen where he was yeah. that, that the guy scanned. And he turns it, turns it, hands me my bag, and I walk off. Didn't even look at it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was the point of that? So, um, Well, every yeah. airport you go to, the rules are a little different on do you have to do that, take your shoes off or don't take your shoes Put your suitcase in a – not your suitcase, your uh, laptop. You know, they, they have a – you can go to the TSA website, and there's a thing that the – that's okay to use yeah. and it goes through, but you can go to another airport and they'll say, no, you have to have it completely out. And it's, well, it's kind of interesting because, so we have TSA pre-check. So we always yeah. go through the pre-check line. Um, if you don't do that, it's 80 bucks for five years. I see. I, I don't know if you can even still do it here in Salina. You used to be able to, yeah, but it's well worth the money. Yeah, if you travel, you don't, we you did know, it many years ago and it's been, it's, yeah. It's a, it's and so then after you do it the first time, you just pay the, the fee and renew yeah. it. You don't have to do anything else, but uh, now they'll have you checking your eyes where you can go do the, whatever it's called. And it's even a faster thing. So me and Lisa went to the Kansas city. Oh, airport the biometric. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and whenever this is a funny story, I did my eyes, and it asked me what color my Ford F-150 pickup was. Yeah. It knew. Yeah. How in the world it knew? I think it asked Lisa where her mother was from or something. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, so, I haven't done that yet. They but, know uh, you. It, 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 when we were going through the security line in Dallas, um, so that because you don't go through the main security. They have the the, the smaller security lines mm. you go through when after you go through customs and and uh, we, the one we went to didn't have a pre-check lane, so we had to go through. It was just regular, and I had a laptop. I had two tablets with me, so I was going to be forever. And uh, I asked the lady, I'm like, hey, you know, we're pre-check. Is there anything we can do so I don't have to take all the stuff out of my back? She's like, yeah, just go to this line right here. I'll yell at that guy, and he'll, he'll you don't know, have to take your laptops and liquids out. He'll let you go. So, okay. but I'm literally standing in line where everybody else is having to take their shoes off and, huh. and belts off. And, and he, and she's like, Hey, these guys are pre-check and he just let us go. So, <laughs> well, when there's not TSA for everybody coming into America, the, the, the point of TSA, I suppose is stopping terrorists from getting on planes right. and doing, but if you leave from Mexico coming back, you don't really go through that same rig more. Or if you leave when you went to Italy, right. So, Mo, let's say we go back to the you going there. Mo's first time to a tropical place? I no. know she Did she go to? No, first time in Mexico. First She's time been, in Mexico. She went to Key West and Miami okay. and stuff with us. So, first time in Mexico. Um, we uh, I got to know Nestor pretty well, the bartender at the bar right by where we sat all three days. We were on the beach, and uh, I went and got him lunch one day, which 
uh, apparently they don't let him take a break and go get lunch and he was starving and and that, and so he he was like hey where are you going i said i'm gonna go get something to eat he's like hey will you get me something we're starving over here we haven't had a break all day and so i so i was like oh shit i ain't gonna take any more time or it's all inclusive it ain't right. gonna cost me anything so i got him a cheeseburger and then ever since then he's like oh because like the premium liquors we didn't pay for the category that you got that he's like right. hey when well, my boss isn't here anything you want is is yours you just tell me so that was a, that was Did, a good was there a big crowd there for we got there um so i gotta think we flew out tuesday morning which our flight was supposed to leave at 6 45 or something like that in the morning and at midnight it was already delayed so <laughs> I, I think it was a crew issue and they didn't they had to get a certain amount of sleep so we missed our connection so we had to be before we even left in the middle of the night we were already delayed and rebooked on flights but uh um so we got there tuesday it was a ghost town on that tuesday uh, Wednesday was pretty slow. Thursday, it started to get a little busier. And then by Friday, it was the normal kind of long Big weekend crowd. crowd. In, but yeah. yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday were, were pretty slow. So. From Dallas to there is so easy. I used to have a friend that lived in Dallas that would say, they sometimes would go to Cancun once a month. Mm-hmm. So so inexpensive to fly down there. And back then, you know, well, I'm talking wasn't about this 20 time. years ago. Yeah. No, this was, we booked our tickets a while ago, but it was our our plane tickets were about a thousand dollars a person. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah, we were looking at New York trips for the uh, over the Christmas, and the and they're three to four times higher than they were this this time last year. So, all right, well, you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the uh, road construction. Well, I'm going to just ask you if you football. know what it is. And I, we're, uh, what we're talking about is on the corner of Magnolia, and Ohio. We're on about a six week project and with they no said, end in sight they said it was going to be a few months but it's yeah they're just that intersection the concrete they're just replacing it so they're doing they were doing the inside lanes and they were going to do the outside lanes you know what what and you're the nickels who live there on that corner this morning you they couldn't even get in or out of their oh, driveway. probably not yeah, yeah. Uh, the trucks blocked it going uh east and west and north and south they had yellow tape all the way across so I took pictures of it. I wish uh, you guys drive by there and you can see it. But I wonder if they maybe put them up somewhere because they literally could not get in and out of their house mm. today. Hmm. I, so yeah, I guess I haven't really re- realized that. So look, look right across the street yeah. from Jerry. Ivins yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yep. Um, um, well, you know, it's been interesting with this construction. And so what I've learned in my old age is I have zero tolerance tolerance for people who can't. I'm trying to think how I want to say this, who showed no regard for other humans. They're always the most important. Whatever they've got going on is, is the most important yeah. thing. And, and the laws don't apply to them. And they, I've seen so many people and, and it is a pain in the ass. Don't I, I live right by here as, as you know, and yeah, we go through I it. deal well, with it every day. If you day. live on the other North end of town, you may not even know this right. is going on. This is for people who live on the South yep. end of town. That used Magnolia, Ohio. Yeah. So I can't turn left onto Ohio, right? right? So I have to. So I just go up and go through the neighborhoods and and go over there if I'm going to Schilling or whatever. But uh, it is the toughest to go left on Ohio because there's no shortcut. Yeah, there's anywhere. no way. Yeah. So I've I've watched people cut through that church parking lot. Yeah. And there's so I've I think three or four times now, I've seen somebody about plow through a kid, because once they turn, their goal is to beat traffic and get out you know so they fly through that parking lot that corner and then turn left onto ohio 
I've I've heard there has been some cops there a few days. I've never seen any there, but the, this is what brought tickets. the brought the conversation up for me to bring it up today. Was there's been multiple tickets written there, and Good. I've seen the cops sitting there saying that you can't cut through the right. Baptist Church. Right. Um, Again, it it everybody. If you ever took a driving test, you know that's illegal to do that. Right. They've it's been all over social media and all the websites that that don't do that. They're going to be ticketing people. And you, I still watch people do it, and I'm like... Whoa. I have two issues, though. Need a detour sign to help people. Like, if you're not from Salina and you're just going to turn left there or you're yep. going to come through town and turn right on Ohio, there needs to be detour signs okay. somewhere. <laughs> the second thing that I would like to, for them to do, and I don't care what corner it's on, is put up a sign on what the project is. Mm-hmm. And I've seen in other towns that they'll yeah. have, this is the project that's going on right now, paid for by your tax, blah, blah, blah. Because I'd like to know what they're doing. Yep. I mean, if it's it's surely going to turn out and make the four way nicer eventually. I, I but think I'd it's like just to know exactly the what they're doing. I mean, I think when it's done, it's going to be the well, same intersection. Well, I guess that's just the nosiness but... of you, and I don't want to stop and ask the guys doing it. I, I'm going to tell you something. It's they's out there working in the cold, and I'm sure it's tough right now because the cold weather keeps the concrete from setting up. But the guys that are putting in the next tech lines and everything, you've seen this probably as much as I have. Do you see the holes that they dig? They're mm-hmm. shoulder deep with a yeah. shovel yeah. day after day. Yesterday with snow on the ground, they were still in a hole, I'd say five foot deep, just yep. shoveling away like crazy. Yep. And I thought, if I could, if I had that kind of work ethic, yeah. I could be a millionaire. I mean, yeah. if they're, they're, it's just unbelievable how hard those guys work. Well, I had I had my first interaction with one of the uh, subcontractors for the Next Tech Project. We'll, we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> But, uh, well, let's just talk about how hard, how hard it is to dig a hole. Yeah. I've had to no, bury it, a cat yeah. before, yeah. and it just digging no, it's a hole impressive. for a cat was it's tough impressive for me. for sure, digging them that deep. So, <laughs> But well, anyway, that's the only thing in the city. I wasn't in the city over Thanksgiving. Of course, we went to Oklahoma for Thanksgiving with both of Lisa's family and my family. So both all live down there. So, of course, we spend most holidays going that direction because they certainly aren't coming this direction. <laughs> Especially with the right, yeah, snow and with everything else. Yeah, a foot of else. snow on the ground. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we I wasn't around town for the holidays, but I do notice the Christmas lights. Up. The the Christmas parades already went, and I missed it. Yep. Did you miss it? KUK State game was that night. I missed it. Yep. Let's talk about the KUK. No, State let's talk game. about that later. <laughs> I'm gonna end on that one. I want to end on that. Okay. One. So let's let, since we're talking about football, though, let's talk. We so we always do the the b- beginning of the season. Uh, preview show and then we do one towards the end where we kind of review so i had a chance to go back and listen to our predictions um we actually did pretty good this year to be honest with you so if you if you don't if you don't remember that we had james wesling on there with us and and so the three of us made some predictions and talked through some things um so start with ou over under was nine and a half all wins. I we all felt that was right on yep i took the oh i took 10 and 2 we all took 10 but we thought it was right on but you know what? James picked K State to beat them. Did he? Did you? I mean, KU no. to beat them. Yes, he did. Did he? Did you remember who he said else was Texas? The other one I, he said. I didn't listen to that. Didn't yeah. listen. To, but he did or say I don't that. Remember, he, I, I do say. remember him saying ten and two, and he picked the two losses as Texas and Kansas, which reasonable at the yep. time. I said I don't think there's any way we'll lose to Kansas. Um, so and I felt like we might lose to Texas. So ten and two turns out to be a pretty good. Which we'll go a little deeper into these ten and twos yep. people around the country in a minute. But your prediction for K State, what was it? Oh, uh, 
So K State over under opened at eight and a half, dropped to seven and a half by the time we had done the podcast. Yeah. Phil said that that was terribly low. And James and I both thought nine and three was our final record, which we finished eight and four. Should have finished nine and three after that Iowa State game. I'm not right. even going to talk about that today. Right. So we were close. Pretty close to dead on, and the numbers were good. Yeah. But again, eight and a half, that number was right on. Yeah. Like yeah. It, and then Texas, they had it nine and a half. We missed that one. We all felt like they were probably going to be under that. Um, what were we looking at? So, nine and three, potentially but, uh, not 11 and one. Yeah, I think or eight and four. I don't know that we predicted like a specific, a specific number. Score. We just felt like that was maybe high and mentioned that we thought they'd be under on that one. Or at least I know I, I think did, you would so. feel that way about Texas at the time because they didn't give you anything to believe in in the past. Yep. In the past few years. That guy's done a good job with them. This so year. a KU over under was six wins on the season. Um, we all said we thought they'd be over. James predicted eight and four. Right on. Right on. So, That's why he works in the work he works in. I said they were seven, <laughs> going to be seven and five, so I missed it by one. Um, we all said TCU is going to be way down this year. Nailed that one. Um, do you think Sonny Dykes is overrated? I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking about this the other day. So think about last year. So they played for a national championship last year, and they're yeah. not even going bowling this year. Right. But last year, I don't year, know how you do that. At the be- everybody talked about at the end of the season how good of a quarterback Max Dugan was, right? I mean, yep. he was the, the big reason why they made it as far as they did. At the beginning of the year last year, he started Chandler Morris, and Chandler Morris got hurt, and right. that's why Dugan started playing. Right. So if Sonny had his way, Dugan wouldn't even have been playing right. last year. Right. And then you look at this year's team, and and they're I don't remember what was it they went three or four. I know it was un- they're not going bowling, so. But, yeah, I, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I did call at the beginning of the season. I said Houston would be terrible and Holgerson would be fired. So I nailed that one. <laughs> feel pretty good about that good. That one. Um, we all agreed that Tech was would not finish fourth place like they were predicted, that they would be lower than that. What did we do with Oklahoma State? We, I, I don't have notes on Oklahoma State, so I don't know. I'm that sure we, even we brought it up, them. but I, I would assume that we did not put them in the Big Twelve Championship. Well, I know that we yeah. would not have done that. Yeah, so. so they, they probably overdid our predictions. I would assume. Um, West Virginia and Iowa State, we had them a little bit lower than they ended up. I, I thought West Virginia was a big surprise this year. I did too. They probably played um, outplayed their preseason predictions as well as anyone and then on, on the flip side of that we thought UCF would be a little better than they ended up being but they had a situation where th- their quarterback I think was a big he part was, there he, was and he got hurt since he's been back they were really good could yep. it be you know right in the game with Oklahoma to the end pounded the thunder out of Oklahoma State um yep. and th- that's with the second with the quarterback when he yep. got back he was really good and their coach is a really good coach too at UCF so, going specifically on K-State, because we did, James and I both being K-State fans, we talked a little bit about them. Um, we both said, thought that Keegan Johnson would be a stud. We whiffed on that one. He uh, huh. ended up with 21 catches, 196 yards, and two touchdowns on the season. So, didn't do well on that one. We both said that they would not make the championship game, so we got that one. And then I had a prediction that, that turned out to be very accurate, which was – Nobody was talking about this at the beginning of the season, but with, with Ty Zentner graduating and us having to go back to Chris Tennant and our kicking game, we were going to be struggling on kicking game, and it was going to be ugly, and it was. Yeah, it was. So, um, got that one right. So, um, 
We we didn't go into if you re- listen to it. We didn't go into anything about USC or Colorado, did we? We didn't. No, I mean we. So the I, hype. I, we had, talked I, a lot about Colorado because of the hype. Yeah. But, um, the hype got way over. I mean, that's that's the, one of the big things about having so much media, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week of sports media, sports talk, sports everything, is. Dion got blown up so huge, and it fed his ego like a. Nobody's. I mean, oh, I mean, starting loves off three and his, was huge for yeah. them, and and then didn't win but one more game the rest of yeah. the year. I mean, if 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 he starts off zero and two, zero and three, it wouldn't have been the story that it no. was. And but, playing TCU and beating TCU well, yeah. early, even though TCU yeah. was terrible. No, that was a, that was a big win at the time. Yeah. I mean, and and don't get me wrong, it's still a big win. I mean, they're still a, a decent team, and and for Colorado, who hadn't won a game in two years, that yep. it doesn't matter who it is, that's a win. Um, but yeah, I, it, it, them starting off the way they did didn't help their situation. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I, originally, I was a little concerned with Colorado coming into the Big Twelve with Dion when they, I the really they first started. But I now. don't. No, no, I don't. I think I, you know the the guys that has got on him, and you remember Jason Whitlock. We used to listen to him yep. a lot out of. Yeah, I think yes, he was yeah, on we, the radio in Oklahoma, Kansas City Kansas for City, a while. Yeah, but he's on uh, Fox. News. Yep. Just a just a guy that talks college football. If you don't know Jason Whitlock, but he got on Dion pretty hard about you cannot have eighteen to twenty two year old boys and having every celebrity in the world giving pregame talks and every celebrity in there doing raps and rappers coming in and do, and you remain focused on the game. Everybody, yeah, that's Dion, but that's not everybody else. Right. You'd have to recruit a team full of Dion's. With his personality, yeah. So that's good I point. don't think you should bring. Yeah, I mean, there's no point in having yeah. rappers and every famous actor that wants to hang, and they're only hanging around you because they're part of the crew, you oh, know, yeah. and they're making yeah. money off of it too. But it's not good for twenty year olds that are about to go play a football game. Yeah. I don't want a rapper in no, talking think to the about Sooners. You're on USC, and well, you look on the sideline, any of their home games, there's all kinds of people like that yeah, that are down there, just hanging around for an yeah. extra. Yeah, you can't stay time. focused with all that kind no, of stuff. No, I don't going think so. And you, you can see it through Caleb Williams because, and I don't know that I'm going to say Caleb Williams wasn't focused because he still is tremendous yeah. athlete. Yeah, his numbers were great this year. Yeah. Obviously, the record he's, wasn't, but but he's he got stuck with uh, he got stuck with the uh, Lincoln Riley's no defense and <laughs> look what it did for him. But anyway, going further into that, we we get into now in the championship week this week, which I I. Uh, I'm taking Texas, of course, only because I just don't think Oklahoma State can play with them. But wouldn't it be great if Oklahoma State did beat them? This is the kind of game that, if you're a Texas fan, scares the hell out of me. Oklahoma State has absolutely yep. nothing to lose. Yep. Every trick play, fake punt, but three weeks ago you got beat you forty-two throw. to seven. Yeah. How in the world are you playing for a championship when you just got blown? I mean, and I understand it just is how it fell. And if you guys would have won, we'd have lost, and they'd have lost. You'd have been playing in the Big Twelve championship. If yep. Oklahoma State would have lost, we'd have been playing yep. in the Big Twelve championship. Those things play out that way, but I don't necessarily think it's the best that's two what, teams. That's in the what Big happens when you get into these huge conferences yep. where not everybody plays everybody. Yep, you have to start making up tiebreakers to to even it out and. Uh, Benefited Oklahoma State this year. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I, I truly have told people this over the last week. I would make Mike Gundy the, the coach of the year. 
after the I, way I think he he's started. Got to. Yeah, I think he did a tremendous job with him, Absolutely. and that's the one point that I would say I'd love for him to beat Texas because I don't like Texas. Of course, everybody knows that. Um, I don't know how they could beat Texas, but I'm with you. As a Texas fan, you ought to be a little spooked because Mike Gundy has coached a long time and mm-hmm. got a few athletes mm-hmm. around him. He could do some crazy stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and, and I'm going to talk about the KU game here in a second and some of the things they did in that game against K-State. But, I mean, they, they in one week, they implemented a game plan that we couldn't stop for a half. Yeah. And um, so I, I just think as a, as a Texas fan, as a K-State fan, this always scared the hell of me when we played KU because it was kind of the same deal. I mean, at that point in the season, they got nothing to lose. Like, that don't you know a lot of those years when they were two and ten one and eleven if you could beat k-state yeah it makes your season and and end a long losing streak then yeah. it's not necessarily a complete disaster of a season um so yeah oklahoma state's gonna bring it i mean i hope they do i hope it, i don't it's just like everything else you don't want to go see remember last year when georgia played tcu in the national championship mm-hmm. game 65 to 7 or something. Yeah. yeah so just kill. Yeah. You want it to be a good game. Yeah. That's, that's the key. Yep. And it, let it come down to the very end. And So Oklahoma State versus Texas. Who does Philip Heath root for? <laughs> An earthquake? That burnt, shuts burnt, the orange, whole burnt orange is a lot worse than. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm going to be an Oklahoma State fan. And that's. There's, there's a lot of guys that I was reading just people posting and they said that after the game they're going to have to take a shower because they're going to feel nasty <laughs> and rooting for one or the other uh but i i would i really hope oklahoma state pulls it off even though they'll brag they'll carry on they, they just is what it is but you know what i would say i bet 11 of the 12 teams or 10 at least of the big 12 teams or how many are we have everybody now? We have but OU and Texas is rooting for Oklahoma is rooting for Oklahoma State, Oklahoma oh, yeah. State. yeah it has to be yeah because you don't want no Texas to leave nope. with the last trophy nope I am full-on cow yeah. pokes this week and I I suppose I am too and I'm telling you it's for it's for my friends I mean Tim Sanders and my guys down in Oklahoma that love this that love the Cowboys Hey, get one. Get the get the last one before Oklahoma leaves. Then you can focus and prod us all the time when you are losing from now on. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you watch the KUK State game? Not probably as intensely as you did okay. because I was driving up Pittsburgh. Okay. We had a game in Pittsburgh that day, and so okay. we more watched it on Hulu on our phone a little bit, but I didn't watch it intensely. So, you tell me what you saw. Well. I'm not going to talk too much about the game, honestly. Uh, obviously, K-State won. Our streak continues. It's great. I'm going to start with giving kudos to KU. So, Bean was hurt the week before. Wasn't sure if he was going to play. They ended up playing. Their their starting quarterback ended up being their third-string walk-on quarterback who started the game. Yep. Um, so, they started him, and basically – they were in the first half, they were running the Wildcat a lot with their running back taking the snap, and they were running an option out of it, and we couldn't stop it. Two very dynamic, fast running backs. Our defense was terrible, which if you watched the Iowa State game, you saw them get even more exposed in that game. But um, KU came in with a game plan, executed it to perfection for three quarters, and we couldn't stop them. 
Yeah. So I will tell you that that gap is definitely closed. I think that Leipold is a hell of a coach, and I hope he finds another job somewhere. He will. Um, and, and he leaves KU. He keeps saying he won't, but, you know. He won't we'll leave see. with the money Jimbo Fisher. But I, I have a lot of respect for the KU coaches, coaching staff after watching that game and putting yep. and seeing what they put together. Um, now, I'm going to go on the flip side of that. <laughs> That's where my compliment ends. <laughs> the KU fan base after this game was absolutely ridiculous. Like, worse than I've ever seen. So, of course, the first thing was, you beat our third-string quarterback. Congratulations. Like, I was like, that was almost insulting to him because he played outside of a couple of stupid throws he made. He actually played really well. And if he sticks around and he gets better, he could be a hell of a quarterback. Yeah, yep. So I felt like that was pretty insulting to him, um, the way that, that they were using that as an excuse, like it was so bad. Not like we've never had a backup quarterback when we played KU. I mean, that's kind of funny. But And, and the thing was, was that after the game, their coach said Bean could have played. It was a game-time decision. We decided with the prep and everything we did, we were rolling with, with Ballard. So your coach made that decision. Yeah. You can't be pissed off at K State fans because Were they you're on Twitter ripping stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, I mean, you know, talk about injuries. Hell, we had none of our linebackers started the season. All three of our linebackers are backups. Um, I mean, w- both at this point in the football season, you're going to have injuries. Like everybody's right. got it. There's nothing you can do. And then they say, "Well, we didn't, lo- or they didn't win the game. We lost the game because of interceptions and the fumbled punt return and all that kind of stuff." There were breaks, but we dropped a couple of interceptions that we could have had. And then they had the, I don't know if you saw the fumble play where their quarterback got hit and he fumbled the ball and he kicked it forward 35 yards. Yeah, I saw and that. And they recovered that. I'm like, you guys got breaks too. Like, it wasn't just, you know, one-sided here. I mean, if you go back and watch that game, and I watched parts of it, every time one of our receivers was, was making a deep route, KU was holding them every time. And they were getting pissed because they kept throwing the flag. Watch the replay. He's got a hold of the guy's jersey as he's running by every single time. So and you you go back and you know what happened there. Go back and tell me how oh you lost to them and we threw the ball thirteen times that whole day. Now I don't know if you paid enough attention. During the game, there was a three hour pause. Mm-hmm. No excuse for losing to him, but. A three-hour pause is a three-hour pause yeah. when you're on the road. There's no yeah. joy to being nope. on the road in a three-hour <laughs> pause. And then our for that one day, I felt like Jeff Levy probably did his worst day of the year. Mm-hmm. Dylan Gabriel never threw the ball mm-hmm. 13 times before the last possession in the whole ball game, which is by far his lowest number of of throwing the ball oh, all year long. All, yeah. And our off our our strength of our team is certainly was not our running backs this mm-hmm. year. So, I don't know what happened that game, but we end up losing a one-possession game and a one-possession game at uh, at Oklahoma State. Um, but uh, you see Lebby got a job out of it. Yep. Good for him. Yep, Mississippi State. Yep. So, no, we – I mean, K-State played it, what I would consider an average game against them. You got your at home for KU. You're yep. at night. It's senior night. The circumstances don't give much advantage, much more advantage right. for been, KU. Should have been a great day. And for we him. played an average game, and still won. So, again, we we did what we needed to do at the end. Um, 
<laughs> at the end of the game, I don't know. You saw that they had some security people go around around the goalposts, like we were going to go down right in front of the. Go, go tear it down go yourselves, tear, which we have done that before at KU, but not when we've was beat them carried up to fifteen the pond, times in, in a row. So the other funny thing was in the post game press conference, Leipold was complaining um, with the officiating about some pass interference calls, and there was two of them specifically that they called the wrong number, the wrong jersey number when they when they. Uh, said what the penalty was they're wearing black shirts with dark blue numbers on them like i was watching the game i couldn't tell who yeah, the hell was tell. who i'm like you guys didn't like those, those jerseys uniforms. out so um i don't like oklahoma where oklahoma wore a solid gray with red and i did not i don't like what i know if you're an organ guy or whatever they love to change their colors of their uniforms i like playing classical you're either Crimson or cream, if you're an OU guy. Yep. Oklahoma State does it a lot. They yep. switch helmets all the time. They'll have that pistol peed on the side, or they'll have the OSU on. They've probably yep. got eight different helmets. Yep. It, it, and and I, I don't mind the changing. What what's And Iowa State always does this, which is crazy to me. Um, when you're on, you know, everybody's talking about getting on national TV, getting those huge spots, your branding of your program, and, yep. and being known nationwide. When Iowa State plays the like one of those two thirty six o'clock one of those main, they'll wear like all black jerseys. Like I wouldn't be able to flip through, and if I see a game and say, "Oh, that's Iowa State," right. if you see that's that yellow, you see that red together, you know that's Iowa State. That's branding. That's marketing your program. Wearing all black with a little bit of gray at does not night, look like Iowa State. No, no. no. so but no, here I agree. I like I like people that stay classical. Penn State's. Don't change. Yep. K State. We haven't changed since Snyder's been there. We've never the only Alabama uniform change doesn't. we've ever made is that we we haven't done we didn't do it this year, I don't believe. But on Fort Riley Day, we have yep. a white helmet that's got a kind of a, a camouflage, the the computer camouflage right. kind of in a gray. That's the only uniform change. We I think Oklahoma every year does a gray, weird gray, but I think it comes down to the Nike thing. You know, they're signed with Nike, and yep. Nike provides them there. And it must be that's another uniform they can sell. And the, is no. the only thing I can yeah, think. Probably. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you know this, but the K-State uniforms, when Snyder got there and he designed the uniform, basically, that we still wear, he based it off the Dallas Cowboys because they always wear the same jersey, that classic yep. I like solid it. color, two stripes on the sleeve. That's it. Nothing, nothing much to it. So. When we go around the whole league, and I look at colors on the field, and you look down at them, I, you'll hate this. I like KU's colors about as much as I like anything in in football. I like their blue. I like their red with it. I like saw a lady the, wearing a shirt the day of the KU K State game. She took a picture and put it on Twitter. It said, "Roses are red, violets are blue. Both of those colors suck." <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, hate the Texas uniforms. See, so. I, I think the all-white road unis that Texas wears, yeah. that's got to be at the top of the list Ugh. of road uniforms. I want, I want K-State to come out with an all-white uniform like that. I love that look. So, well, so here, I'm going to wrap up the KU-K-State game. So I was talking about the fans. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you a couple of, of Twitter posts. Can I call it X? Yeah, X, but then, it, then they're tweeting. They're not Xing, so I don't know how to. I don't know how they're going to so. sum that up. But he calls it X himself now, doesn't he? Musk does. 
Uh, does he? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think he says go to X. And... All right, so my first one. So a gentleman by the, goes by the name of Bithawk on Twitter. We literally have three quarterbacks on our roster that are better than any QB that the number two and number three teams in the country can trot out there. Jesus, boy. He's proud of him, wasn't he? <laughs> Would you agree with that statement, Phil? Did you say the number two? He said, he said they have three quarterbacks no, on our roster. the number one or two teams. That are better than the starting quarterback on the number two Georgia or the number three Michigan. teams in the country. I don't Would you believe agree that. With that? Okay. Don't believe that. So, and, and I'm not I'm not making these up. These, I've copied these off of Twitter. You can go see them. <laughs> so, I've, I've mentioned this guy before. Remember, that's Georgia and Michigan's quarterbacks <laughs> that will be sitting on the bench if their yeah. third stringer moves yeah, there. Yeah, the third string walk-on yeah. quarterback that just played, that you just bitched, lost the game for you against K-State, you're saying there. is better than their quarterbacks. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, here's – I've talked about this guy before. Jayhawk Takeover. Yeah. So, this post was from 11-14 of 2021. Kleiman will never beat Leipold again, ever. The clock has run out on Skyler and all the other talent that Snyder left him. KU has freshmen literally all over the field. Daniels is a star, and they all love Leipold. Since that post, Kleiman's 2-0 and against KU, just <laughs> against Leipold. So just want to point that out. Here's one from a Texas A&M fan that I thought was pretty funny. A Texas A&M account. It said, everyone's laughing at you for your angry Twitter rant at getting beat by the second-best quarterback at K-State. Folks, this is what a KU education and too much alcohol pregame will do to you. <laughs> and then they, my uh, KU, we call him Bri Bri. Bri Bryant Stricker or something like that's his name. We call him Bri Bri in our, on the K-State ones. His response was, bet you won't square up. So now he wants to fight people um, <laughs> over that comment. Five minutes after the game is over, KU fans are posting the all-time win-loss records. I've had this conversation with you before. Yeah. I don't give a shit about games that happened before World War II. I don't give a shit about games that happened before I was born. Before so, you were born. But it's funny. Like, they had it like teed up, ready to go when they lost. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, going back to my bit, bit hawk, buddy. With Daniels back next year, this team is a college football playoff lock. Would you agree with that statement? No. <laughs> Do you want me to read you as we're talking? I, I, go, got, go I, got, another I got one more. I got one more. So this, I just saw this today, actually. I just added this today. So it's it, there's a couple of guys. So the first guy, his, his, his Twitter handle is KU Realist. And he tweeted, Carter Stanley, Jalen Daniels, Jason Bean, Todd Reesing, when he was taught, it was so it was quarterbacks at KU have had that are better than Will Howard. So he named those four, which I don't know. I would agree on three of those, definitely probably one. But um, then a guy named Tanner, I'm gonna say Klug, K L U G, comes over the top of that and says, "Kitties will cry, Klein, but obviously don't think they have a quarterback in their history." that tops anyone on that list. So he's saying K-State <laughs> has no quarterbacks in our history that are better than Carter Stanley. Was this guy born in 2004 or five? Because I, mean, I, I remember quarterback in 99 and 2000. And, and Wasn't I'm, bad. I'm not saying K-State fans <laughs> or OU fans don't have the crazy people out there, but and apparently I follow all the crazies on Twitter. But I'm reading this stuff. It is What's his name ridiculous. Right there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Michael Bishop. <laughs> yeah, you ever uh, heard of yeah, Michael Bishop? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those, those your guy. Are, you know, one of the best arms I ever saw, and this is just going back in time at K State. But the big black guy that was your quarterback later, Jonathan Beasley. How many years ago? Was L. Roberson. I just saw Jonathan him Beasley was right after Bishop. No, so this is only that? probably in the last seven or eight years. He only stayed around K State for about a year, but he had a rocket for an arm. Went to the NFL. Um, Freeman, Josh Freeman. Yeah, Josh Freeman. Okay, he was there four years. He was there. He started all four years. Okay, or, and, but but yeah. I saw him in person a couple times, yeah. and I saw him throw yeah. passes across the field from one one hash mark across to the corner of another, and I was standing where he threw it, like within. If I'd taken a few steps up, I could have been the one catching it. And I go, that's a rocket. Right those there, are Ron there. Prince years. I try to forget those. <laughs> but he, I mean, that guy had more talent than those guys that oh, you yeah. just listed. Yeah. He was I mean, extremely talented. Todd Reesing was a good quarterback for, for what KU did when he was there. And I think that Daniels he, does have the ability to be a good quarterback. Yeah. Carter Stanley is not better than Will Howard, let alone Michael Bishop, L. Roberson, Josh Freeman, no way. Jonathan Bees. I could continue on. I'm going to Jake Waters, Colin Klein. Like, that's ridiculous to even say that. I go back and go Colin Klein probably should have been a Heisman Trophy winner. If, he uh, should have. It have been a different day or a different time. I think he. He should have won that year. Yeah, I think he would should have. So, so. Um, last thing on on uh, K State, and then uh, I know you want to talk about playoff stuff. Um, not not in depth because we don't really know the what's going to happen yet. You go through this weekend, when but I want to give you some scenarios that would drive me crazy. Will Howard is transferring. Yeah, Will Howard is that was transferring. Weird. Did you hear that? Yeah, quit on one yeah. side for me. Will Howard is transferring. Um, K-State yesterday had him access to this in the quarterback room. I want to address this on the podcast because <laughs> last night my my uh, texting fingers were going crazy as people were freaking out. So last last uh, la- yesterday, K-State lost uh, Will Howard. Um, I, I'm trying to think of the the um, Jake Grubley, which was the he would have been third string quarterback. Yeah. And then uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. He was a four-string quarterback. Literally just get used um, to it in the transfer portal world. But um, a- Adrian Lara was his name. Yeah. So, and, and people are freaking out. Is Klein leaving? What's going no, on? I mean. No. It's called transfer portal. Will Howard was leaving at the end of the season. Yeah. And if you thought he was going to stick around for another year, you're kidding yourself. He's grad transfer. He's either going to go pro if he had a good year this year, which he didn't have a good enough year to go pro. He's right. going to go somewhere else. He, I mean, he's been told, everybody knows, it's Avery's show next year. And you can't keep both of those. If, if you keep Will Howard next year, Avery Johnson's probably looking at other options. So, so it's what one happens or the at other. Texas if yours sticks around? Oh, I don't think Manning's sticking around at all. I, I, I'm curious about it. So what happens? See what happens whenever you have too many quarterbacks? And Oklahoma is a perfect example. You just said that the guy was starting the, for TCU. Mm-hmm. He left Oklahoma to go to TCU. Mm-hmm. Then we have Spencer Rattler. We, we've, we've talked about this in our past yep. podcast. We had a slew of great quarterbacks yep. go play for other people. Yep. And yep. then and then where did we get our quarterback from? Wasn't even on our roster. He's playing at UCF. Yep. So that tells you that this, this quarterback carousel right now is so it's, wide open that kids can go play it, and maybe way more successful. And that's what I told place. everybody that's freaking out. I said, I don't think there's anything to worry about. This is this is the new norm. Right. This is the don't product of the transfer portal and the NIL because at the end of the day, Rubley and Laura, they weren't going to play at K-State. 
So they might as yeah. well go try to find some place where they can play. No, I get it. If you can go to SMU like the like the kid that left Oklahoma went to yeah. SMU last year, I can't Mordecai. remember all their names anymore. Yeah, Mordecai. He had an excellent career at SMU. Mm-hmm. Set some records down there. He would have never started at Oklahoma. Yep. And he would. And if it would have been the old days, you'd have had a kid good enough to start at a Division One school setting. Yep. I don't blame them. I think it's that's the one thing I think's great about it. Is I think I think the K State coaches saw this coming because at the end of the recruiting season last summer, they picked up a kid. His name was Jacob. Knuth, Knuth, I don't know how to say his last name, but he was a freshman. He had redshirted at Minnesota. It was just a weird pickup, and everybody's like, "Why? we already got four quarterbacks on the roster. Why pick him up? He's going to be... He's going to be our backup quarterback at the bowl game, so yeah. we got nobody else. So, but here's here's an interesting. This is something K State fans to pay attention to. Um, but I, I say that I felt like they knew this was coming, or that there was a possibility of this coming, and they had a chance to pick this kid up, so they did. And so he's he's sticking around. But here's what's something to follow. Um, so he is he transferred, but he redshirted last year. However, he also went from an athletic scholarship to an academic scholarship when he came to K-State. So I guess when you do that, you have to sit out a full year. When you come from a... When you go from an athletic scholarship to an academic scholarship. Why in the world? I don't know. the. So they don't know whether he's going to be eligible in the bowl game. Because this is the year Does he's NCAA supposed to NCAA have out? some stupid But how, I don't know how you keep track of all this stuff. Oh, my God. You can't. It's like trying to keep so, track so of people coming K-State's across the So apparently K-State's going to try to file for a waiver so he can be available if something were to happen to Avery. Because as of right now, he, he he can't play. And the other thing to, to kind of pay attention to and keep in mind is he ran the scout team all year. So if he's going to go take second team snaps for bowl prep, He's not going to be doing scout team. We don't have another quarterback on the roster. Huh. <laughs> so, and if he does not get a waiver to play, you got then a coach that Max can go out Marsh, there and do it, don't you? Oh, hell, I, I don't know what we're going to do. I'd love calling him I mean, back co- out there. Yeah. Got, I hear that Brent Venables runs the scout team as the scout team quarterback every week in practice. Really? Yeah, every week. I had not heard that. That's interesting. That you go to uh, listen to the kids talk about it. Stutzman talks about it whenever he interviews uh, after the Texas game. He interviewed on. ESPN and uh, he says uh, he says he's in the ice as much as we are because we wear him out. Uh, and he, <laughs> not, but anyway, that's you've got climbing. So, that can go do that. Well, I, I say all that to say I don't know what the next few weeks holds, but I my personal opinion is calm down. This is the new norm. Yep. This is the product of the I'll transfer portal and the NIL with guys who aren't going to play where they're at. I mean, it's a good problem to have to have three or four quarterbacks that are able to step in and play, but the two of them are, I mean, Rubley was a five, was he five star, four star, five star. He was up there. Yeah. And he's, he's played a handful of downs since he's been at K state. So good for K state that, that you've got four or five star guys that are sitting the bench. Cause they ain't good enough to play. Well, I just, I heard the rumor already yesterday through the Oklahoma thing when Levy's leaving Dylan Gabriel still has another year's eligibility left for his COVID mm-hmm. time. And of course, everyone in Oklahoma, even though now what is what's going on, Gabriel's now like in the top ten somewhere in there, like number seven all-time passing leader in college football with his years at UCF and then his two mm-hmm. years at Oklahoma, and he still has another year mm-hmm. of eligibility thanks to COVID. Yep. Well, 
And for some reason, as great as he was this year, and I'm like I say, we're one – we didn't lose because of him to, to K-State or Oklahoma State, and it's our only two – not KU yeah, or KU, Oklahoma yep. State. We lost by one possession on both those games. But for some reason, everybody in Oklahoma can't wait for they this Jackson Arnold. Yep. They yep. want this Jackson Arnold starting next year. Don't want Gabriel to stick around. So why wouldn't he leave and go with Levy? Yeah, absolutely. Because oh, oh, he already absolutely. knows his offense. I think he would. they would be a gold mine together. A fifth-year starting senior running your offense that he already knows. Absolutely. Completely. Yep. So he could be a two-time transfer guy. Yep. And start – and end up potentially becoming one of the top two or three passing leaders in, in the, NCAA, in NCAA history. Yep. Well, and that's so that's exactly Will Howard's situation. And I'm gonna I'm gonna preach to the K State fans because I know his record isn't the best. He does own quite a few records at K State now. But think about Will Howard. So his freshman year, Skylar Thompson gets hurt. He comes in, doesn't play great. Right. Goes back to the bench for his sophomore year, I believe, if I, if I remember this correctly. Skyler starts that season again. Will has to come in. Doesn't play great. His junior year, he's going to be the guy, and, and they go pick up Adrian Martinez. So now he's back on the bench again. So this was his first year since he's been there of being the guy. And the entire season, what does he hear? We want Avery. We yeah. want Avery. Yeah. I mean, worst thing in the world for a yeah. kid to hear. So I, they did that I'm, to I'm, Spencer I'm as Rattler. As everybody else. Yeah, but they did it to Spencer Rattler, and I always think I can't believe that we can set. It, it, that's what would happen next year if I think if Gabriel came back the first time he throws an interception, you would start hearing this crap about mm-hmm. we want Jackson Arnold. Yep, it's in Texas. Look how good yours is. They're eleven and one. Lost to us on the final play of the game. Mm-hmm. Last play of the whole game. Really no way we should have beat Texas. You look back on yep. it in reality. We just, you know what they call it? Sooner magic. <laughs> that, and it's true. That's what happened. We got lucky at the end of a game and won a game that he probably, he could be an undefeated guy and with his fans hollering, we want Manning, we want Manning. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yep. It's no, just, it is. It sucks. And and so the guy, the air, um, Alabama coach Saban, he says, all these freshmen that are wanting to play, he goes, I've never had a scout come to me from the NFL and say, well, was he starting as a freshman? Yeah. Was he – right? or did he set and develop and yep. become the kind of person you want him to become? Yep. Yeah, I mean, if, you're, if you have true freshmen – and I said this last year with Avery Johnson come in. If you have a true freshman that's starting at quarterback in your program, you have either – a once in a generation athlete. Yep. Or you got a problem. Yep. Because you should not have a true freshman starting. I, I the only time that I remember it working decently at Oklahoma was Landry Jones, and the only reason he started starting was because uh, Sam Bradford tore up his mm-hmm. arm, and so Landry got to start for the next four years. Um, there's a. It was the, only the, four. It feels like he was there at like 12. Yeah, he was Him there forever. Brad, Bradford. It felt like Bradford was there forever, too. Well, the kid at um, Texas, Manning kid, you throw him in there against in some of the hostilities that, that they faced during the year, and, of course, this year was as bad as any because of leaving the Big 12 and every road game was probably horrible. But he, you think of him of what he played. He played at a school about the size, smaller than Slime, about like Southeast of Slane. 
That would have been what he played in front of his life. Mm-hmm. And as a freshman, you're going to throw him in at the Cotton Bowl? You're going to throw him in at a road game at Alabama? Or that wasn't home at the yeah. time. But but anyway, you you can't go from that no. to that. I mean, he has to. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I don't know what will happen if yours was to come back. They're talking about, and it's already starting, that Auburn's a destination spot for Manning at this point. I uh, know that was no, Will Miss would was love one, to have him. I'm so. sure, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't know anything about Arch Manning. I, That's me. I mean, I've, how do you know whenever you play at a small private school? I've heard a lot of school? people say that he's not as good as everybody thinks he is. If he didn't have the name on the back of his jersey, he'd be a three star. Three star. Yeah, he'd be mid mid major. We'll find guy. out. So, hey, All our right. guy Matthew Glenn. Down at you know Matthew, our old buddy, uh, my neighbor up here at oh house yeah. friend Matthew. Yep, made all conference. I saw that first team Hutch. down at Hutch yep. and uh, number one team in the country. They were off last week, and uh, so we're going to root for Matthew to win the national championship down at Hutch. And it won't be the first one they've ever no. had. Are they that, are. are that, is that this weekend? The no, the championship. They're just starting playoffs. playoffs they okay. they got by on the first week last week, okay. so they'll play Saturday. So play more two weeks, more weeks, yeah. two or three more weeks. Okay. Uh, here's what I was going to go into a little bit at the very end. Here is uh, the playoff committee is going to have to pick four teams again this year, which yep. they've been doing for many many years now. Mm-hmm. Pitt State. I just said Hutchinson's going through a playoff round yep. doing the playoff. Yep. Every division in football has a playoff from starting in high school yep. all the way in through everything. But these guys that sit around in a room think that they can pick the best four teams. I think. Hey, K-State, K-State's athletic director is on that panel, so you be nice to them. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> do, you, do you really think anybody, four smartest guys in the world, can – you have to have a playoff. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The way we've done this for years. They've they NCAA has screwed up so many things over the years, starting with this. Yep. This is their biggest yep. screw up and I, why they didn't ever have just playoffs because, like every other conference does. Because you have to protect the student athlete. You already play twelve weeks out of the season plus and, a and bye. So, so you're gonna so tell me that you they do, don't at if Hutch you do junior multiple college? playoff games and you stretch the yep. season out to sixteen games, that's too much for these kids. Hutch Junior College does it, Pitt State does it. That's too much. Then that's it's 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 no. the most ridiculous the bowl system so next and all year, that is so stupid. Next year with twelve teams, and I'm gonna just go quickly through the twelve teams that would be today. Now this is could So this if, if this was next year, but this with next today's year, teams. One through twelve. You go Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, your top four at day in. That's okay. would be today. Washington plays Oregon again next this weekend. Uh, but if that's your top four, they get to buy the first week. Next, you'd go five through 12, 12 teams in. You tell me we're missing anybody. Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, Alabama, Missouri, Penn State, Ole Miss, and Oklahoma. Okay. Did you say Ohio State? Ohio State would be sixth. Okay, Oregon fifth. Okay. But, but that those number, the, who I'm saying today is before this weekend's right. championship games. Right. Yeah, but some as of, of gonna today, lose. we're going to yeah. look at that. So – so your first weekend that you have four your first four games would be Oregon, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Texas, Penn State, Alabama, Missouri. And then the next week your top four come in. It's gonna be awesome. So it's four, eight, nine, ten, eleven games. Do you know how shitty bowl games are now? Yeah. Now you're gonna have eleven awesome bowl games. Eleven awesome bowl games. And you might get the orange bowl twice. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You might get 
I don't even hardly watch that many bowl games unless somebody's yeah. in it. That right. If I'm now going to watch 11 bowl games, yep. I think it doubles and triples. How come this couldn't have been figured out 10 years ago? How come TCU was playing in the national championship game last year? Because this same smart guys, your smart guy from K-State, picked TCU to be in the Final Four, which yep. is a joke. They were not the best four team in the country. Wasn't even close to the best four teams in the country. Yeah, but uh, that that depends on how you judge those. Well, you four just teams. judge. But I'm like Kirk Herbstreit, though. I think you judge with your eyes. Just who's yeah, the best four teams in the just, country? There's just okay. Tell me this. We're going to say that okay. Oregon beats Washington, and they both end up twelve and one. Mm-hmm. Both of them end up twelve and one. Are both of them out, or who do you put well, in? Well, right, but that's what I'm saying. That and you can't. You can judge with your eyes to some extent, but. Like Ohio State, for example. Well, this we don't have to worry about this anymore. This year we're <laughs> going to do this for that that room full of rich old men yep. are going to sit around and pick the four that yep. they want in there. Yep. I, I mean it's it's so hard to to do that because you have to you have to recognize conference champions. I mean, there's I don't want to say you have to put them in there, but there there has to be some weight if you want. With twelve, you can do that. Um, but like you look at like Iowa, for example, they're playing for a. Big Ten Championship yep. this weekend. That's another one. They're Michigan should be scared. terrible. But Michigan should be a little oh, bit worried. Yeah, I'm not, just I wouldn't the, be worried about that one because they no, can't score I, more than 10 points a game. But, but this is what but everybody was saying. The concept is the same, right? right? They got nothing to lose. Right. But that team is terrible. You look at the schedule they played, it's horrible. And they're playing for a conference championship. I would tell you right now, KU, K-State, I, I, I want Iowa to lose, and I want to play Iowa in a bowl game. Because right. I think they're pathetic, and I think K-State would kill them. Uh, okay, well, you tell me this, though. Do you think Ohio State, Texas, and Alabama are all at 11-1? and one? All three of them, do you think they're better than Washington, Florida State, and Oregon? No. Who's, who do you think they're better I than? Think, I think Washington is very good. But I, here's – let me tell you something about Washington. If they were to lose – Yep. They have not won a game. The last eight games, they have not won a game by, by 10 points. And matter of fact, the total in the last eight games is only 49 total. Mm-hmm. Like they've had two-point games and mm-hmm. three-point games that they should have lost. Arizona State almost beats them. I okay. think they beat Arizona State by two. I know a win's a win. Yep. But if you're going to give bonus points for winning I, big, I, I can't. I those can't same comment people, Oregon, smoke. Because I don't watch enough of everybody to answer that. I don't know the circumstances around that. Did Washington have five starters out that game? Probably not. I don't know well, the no, answer I'm to talking that. About the last eight games of the year, they only won by 49 total. You add those same games of who Oregon plays, the same exact people. Oregon blew every one of those teams away. Yep. But they beat Washington, beat them by Correct. three points. And they're going to play again, But if they right? play again, then who gets knocked out so, on this? Right. Probably Washington get gets knocked yeah. out, whatever. But I still look at it, and I think Alabama can beat Florida State. Alabama can beat Oregon. Alabama can beat Washington. Alabama won't even be in the Final Four. And if Alabama does happen to beat Georgia, both of them are 12-1, and one, does Georgia drop completely out? No, Georgia's in. You know that. Well, they have to be. They're two-time defending yeah. champion. No, I've been number one. That's from, the worst case scenario right now for the playoff committee yeah, is if Alabama it, beats Georgia. Well, then it makes Alabama and Georgia in They're the both playoff. in, right. So you'd be Alabama. But what do you do with Florida State? No. Florida State's not very – No, I don't think Florida no, State is agree. better yeah. than probably six of the teams I just I would agree with off. that. 
So but, it's the just I'm so looking forward to next year's playoffs. Because you have to assume Michigan's gonna be Iowa. Yep. So if if Alabama were to beat Georgia, there's three of your four teams right there. Yep. That so leaves who? That leaves your Pac twelve champion. Te- least, assuming Texas beats Oklahoma State. Leaves them out. Leaves the Pac twelve I mean, out. Leaves leaves them yeah. leaves a lot of yeah, pissed that's, off that's people the worst, again. That's the worst yeah. case scenario for the playoff yeah, it's just, com- uh, committee. When, but I'm going to tell you what, that'd be one hell of a Final Four. You get Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and uh, Florida State. Of course, I think Florida State would get blown out. I think Oregon or Washington, whoever wins that game, would be the fourth. Yeah. The, the other one's mad because we yeah. – <laughs> Well, but you go to 12, well, unless, 13, unless 14, Washington, and 15. Now, if mad. Washington beats Oregon again, yeah. discussion over. Yeah. They're in. Correct. All right, so speaking of bowl games, I don't know if you heard about this one, and I only heard about this because this is one of the what two expected destinations for the K-State bowl game. But did you hear about the uh, edible mascot? No. <laughs> so the Pop-Tart Bowl is the bowl that's now in Orlando that the Big 12 is affiliated with. Pop-Tart. And they're, and they're saying that K-State has a pretty good chance of going there. But uh, they will have the first ever edible mascot. This is per the Bulls post on X. Yeah. When the final whistle blows, the winning team will celebrate by taking a bite of the giant pastry mascot. (laughs) That's a bowl game I want to watch. They're going to be walking around with. I'm telling you, though, go back. Think of your top 11 bowl games last year that you probably watched. We didn't watch 11. Mm -hmm. I I cannot wait till next year. It's going to be so much more fun. Uh, giving people the – giving these 10 and 2 teams like Missouri an outside chance. Uh, Penn State. I mean, who wants to play Penn State? They're 10 and 2, I know, but they barely lost to, to Michigan. And did they barely lose to Ohio State? I'm assuming, yeah. yeah. I, don't know their, I don't know their schedule. Yeah, so. It's tough. Well, right. got That's... any big plans coming up now? Nope. We're back straight back with the tan from Mexico. Yep, nope. Uh, going to back to Mexico at the end of January, but uh, just trying to get well, ready for Christmas. Or not, this is Tuesday. I'm going to be watching Travis Tritt Thursday night <laughs> in the Hard Rock. Who's he with? He's by himself at the oh, Hard okay. Rock in Tulsa, and we, we got free tickets. for uh, So me and Lisa and our friends from McPherson, Mark and Amy McDaniel, we're going down to uh, watch Travis Tritt Thursday night. So. Travis Got to be back on Friday. No, this next week is South Central, not this Friday. I think next Friday. I know is South it's not Central. this week. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Central's travels. You you lost a head coach over at South. We did. Yeah. Kind of sad in its own way. I yep. mean, I listened to the guy and he, he loves South. Yeah. That's no, always tough. It's, uh, yeah. It, we'll see, we'll see what they come up with. Yeah, that's what I, you just start thinking. Are they going way outside of the program to find a guy, or what? Uh, are they, they're uh, going to have to. I would think. I don't know. We'll find out. Yep. So. We'll talk about it when that gets here, when we hear a name announced or whatever. Let's but because we hear that there's young talent coming up. Yep. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So, all right. Well, anything else before we go? Nope. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.